the last faithful king in David's line, ruling in Jerusalem was King Josiah. And the Bible says of him, he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. But Josiah was followed on the throne by two sons, and then a grandson, and then another son. And all of them have the same report. He did evil in the sight of the Lord his God. So godly father followed by four ungodly offspring. Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim, and Zedekiah. The kingdom of Judah was falling apart. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came there, took some of the gold out of the temple and put it in the house of his false idol. He took some of the brightest boys in Jerusalem and took them to Babylon and trained them to be his servants. Among them were Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That was his first attack. A few years later, Nebuchadnezzar came again. This time he took King Jehoiakim to Babylon after he had been king for only three months. Again, he took more of the silver and gold from the temple, and he took the prophet and priest Ezekiel into captivity. That was the second attack. And during all this time, the prophet Jeremiah remained at Jerusalem along with the prophets Habakkuk and Zephaniah. And they called on the people to repent. Maybe there was one final chance that they could escape the judgment of God. But they threatened that the end was at hand. Jerusalem would be destroyed. The temple would be destroyed. The people would be carried off to Babylon as captives. And Jeremiah said they would not return in a short time. They would remain there for 70 years till most of that generation had died out. Did King Zedekiah listen to the warnings of the prophets? No, he did not. Second Chronicles 36 says, King Zedekiah did evil in the sight of the Lord his God and did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet who spoke from the mouth of the Lord. King Nebuchadnezzar was now in control of the land and King Zedekiah swore to him that he would not rebel against him. But the Bible says he rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar who had made him swear by an oath to God, <clears throat> but he stiffened his neck and hardened his heart against turning to the Lord God of Israel. So everything was bad. While King Josiah was still alive, the people at least outwardly were loyal to the Lord their God. But now that he was no longer king, 
They did not even pretend to be faithful to the Lord. All the leaders of the priests and the people transgressed more and more according to all the abominations of the nations and defiled the house of the Lord which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. And the Lord God of their fathers sent warnings to them by his messengers rising up early and sending them because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But they mocked the messengers of God, despised his words, and scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people till there was no remedy. It's just like what the prophet Isaiah had said in his parable of the vineyard. God, or well, the owner planted the vineyard in the hope of producing good grapes, but the vineyard did not produce. And the owner kept on doing more, more, and more for his vineyard to try to get it just right so that it would produce good grapes, but it did not. And of course, this was a picture of God's people. And God said through Isaiah, what more could have been done to my vineyard that I have not done in it? So we should not think that the rebellion of Judah was in any way God's fault. They mocked the messengers of God, despised his words, and scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people till there was no remedy. Now we think of our country today, and even among persons who call themselves Christians, is there not also a heap of scoffing and despising and mocking the word of God and those who faithfully proclaim that word, the spirit of ridicule. And we pray that that spirit of scorn and mocking and ridicule will never prevail among us here. It's, it's a horrible thing to hear from the word of God that there is no remedy. But that's what will be the case when God sends his judgment, his final judgment, on those who persist in scorning the word of God and God's messengers, including his last great messenger, Jesus Christ. He that does not believe will be damned. No remedy for them. Now, is there any glimmer of hope in this text at all? Yes, just a little bit. We hear about the young King Jehoiakim taken to Babylon. He was from the line of David, and Jehoiakim had offspring, and his offspring had offspring, and there was more offspring. They returned to the land of Judah after 70 years. And the line of David remained until finally in that line, Mary gave birth to a son, Jesus. 
and he is the only remedy. Uh, let us sing hymn 428, the first three stanzas. <laughs> 